Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, December 12th, seven minutes after nine. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Of course, Rob Kendall, he is on vacation finally. And in his place, we have Ethan Hatcher joining me. Thank you, Ethan, for coming in today. Good morning, Casey. It's a pleasure as always to be here. I'm excited yes. to join the show. Good. Well, before we get started, I we have to do a little bragging. Barrett News Media just came out with their rankings of the top midday shows across America. Yeah. And guess what? What? The Kendall and Casey show ranked in the top 10. We came at Woo! number nine in all of America. We're number nine. We're, We're number, number nine. nine. Yes. We're number nine. Thank you for the chant. I love it. And that, of course, <laughs> is due to our amazing listeners, even though we're told no one listens, apparently. But uh, top 10 in the country. Top 10 in the country. Wow, yeah. Apparently, we have one or two people who are uh, checking it out right now. And th- this is from, you know, the so-called flyover states mm-hmm. that we're, you know, putting in those numbers. All thanks to the listeners. We really do have the best listeners in the land. We absolutely do. And let's keep them up to date and informed of what's going on in the world. And the headline reads, deep, deep trouble. Uh-oh. Yes. Okay. Democrats reportedly bringing in Hillary Clinton ugh, as a reinforcement to help President Biden with his 24 re-election campaign. You know, she just hosted a uh, million dollar fundraiser for Joe Biden. And uh, now Kankles is back. She's <laughs> back in the game. No one That's knows how mean. to lose. Hey, nobody knows how to lose to Donald Trump like Hillary Clinton, right? Right. right. No, that's an excellent point because this is a truly baffling move from the Biden campaign. What could you possibly what could you possibly hope to achieve by bringing in the co-associate of the frequent flyer on the Lolita Express, a proven loser at mm-hmm. the ballot box, mm-hmm. not only once, but twice. She's tried to run for president unsuccessfully several times. So why are you bringing her on as an advi- in an advisory capacity? Uh, we were talking with producer Jonathan uh, from the Tony Katz show mm-hmm. off the air and kind of bandying about the idea of what if Barack Obama was an advisor. But that begs the question, what if he was asked and declined and because he, he said does- no. Right, because he doesn't want to tie himself to a sinking ship. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in terms of popular Popularity, that's the big question because it's a big risk. There's a lot of people who don't like Hillary Clinton and yeah. this could go in the wrong direction. It seems to me like they might be really interested in losing this election and that bodes well to my theory that uh, they're trying to push President Walnut out and making room for a convention nominee. She feels the need to run every but eight years. This will be eight years. Oh, you think they're going to replace him with her? I don't know about that, but, you know, she's got to get her fingers in everything every eight years. So, okay, this is the timeline goes, That's an interesting theory. I'm just not sure they're going to be able to nudge out President Biden because ever since the Civil War, it's been a running, uh, you know, theory that you don't switch horses in the middle of a president, you know, a presidency. Mm -hmm. Like you stick with your candidate. So if they do ditch Biden, this is going to be a first. I'm skeptical that that will happen. I think they're going to run President Walnut for better or worse, Mm -hmm. but I'd be interested to see who they'll belch up as a replacement. Okay. Like, so... (laughs) <laughs> is it, is it going to be Newsom? I don't know. It, it, you know, and uh, what about his vice president? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able to successfully edge out Kamala in that equation? 
Mm. Well, if they did it at a convention, that's a blank slate for them. Sure. And they're saying that her role in the re-election campaign of Joe Biden will grow over time. They're going to they're they're, they're going to formulate it. Sure, so, she's a monster. Yeah, but why why would they go to her? Yeah. You know, it, it's like every indictment, every stumble down the stairs, every lie, every gaffe. She's only won one election, and that was the senator from New York, right? A bean sprout with a D next to their name would have won that position. So why her? What winning formula does she offer that they're going to go to? Well, the one thing Clintons are proven to be quite effective at is fundraising. So mm-hmm. maybe this is like a Kevin McCarthy calculus. You know, he's the the fundraiser waiting in the wings, and that's what they're hoping to achieve with the Clinton campaign. Because, of course, you need the dollars to effectively, you know, wage a campaign across the United States. Yep. Well, Biden's polling not looking good. Nope. 53% of voters say his policies have hurt them. Two-thirds of voters. Voters uh, rated the economy as poor or not good. Can you imagine Donald Trump finding out about this? He's probably doing the happy dance, right? Yeah. He's well, already beaten her once. But let's be very careful. time off. Let's be very careful about putting too much credibility into these polls because they also predicted the big red wave, huge mm-hmm. Republican wins, and that didn't happen. We can't put confidence in polls just when they you know, seem to favor us. You okay. know what I mean? Well, according According to CNN, Donald Trump has the upper hand over Biden in two critical battleground states. They include Michigan and Georgia, with broad majorities in both states holding negative views of Joe Biden's job performance, his policy positions, and even his sharpness. So Trump's margin over Biden in this hypothetical matchup is uh, not looking good. Uh, Trump's in favor by 26 points in Georgia, 40 points in Michigan. That's incredible. Yeah. And if Donald Trump you know, successfully achieves the nomination and then becomes president of the United States again, it will be the greatest political comeback in United States history. Okay, well, <laughs> CNN was forced to read the own polling on air showing that Trump was eclipsing Joe Biden. You know Uh-oh. that this hurt them. Oh, gosh. You could hear it in her voice. <laughs> she just did not it's even like... want to say this. Let's take a listen. 5 a.m. here in Washington, where we have new CNN poll numbers this morning in two critical battleground states. The news is not great for President Biden and his campaign. The numbers show Donald Trump leading in both Georgia and Michigan. In Georgia, a state Biden carried by a very narrow margin in 2020. Registered voters say they prefer Trump over Biden by 5%. In Michigan, which Trump won in 2016, but Biden carried in 2020, our poll now showing Trump 10 points up. Note that a full 10% of those polled in each state say that they wouldn't support either candidate. Trump's margin over Biden (laughs) is significantly boosted in both states by people who say they did not vote in 2020. These less engaged voters favored Trump by 26 points in Georgia and 40 points in Michigan. Okay, so... But she had to clear the love out of her throat. Her voice was starting to crack. She's fighting back the tears like, no! She didn't want to get that out so bad. She needed a drink of water to help her swallow that down. The teleprompter for her was like nails on a chalkboard, slowly (laughs) screeching down Mm -hmm, the line. mm -hmm. It's weird. It's like they don't understand. Why is this happening? Well, for that, we turn to... CBS News, believe it or not, they try to explain why 70% of Americans don't approve of Biden's handling of the economy. Our new CBS News poll says the most important challenge facing the country 
is inflation, mm -hmm. with seven in 10 Americans disapproving of President Biden's handling of it. I think it starts with this larger sense of lost opportunity beyond the immediate, where more people say that they feel worse off than their parents were at their age than better. And that runs counter to what we typically think of as the American dream, right? And it's especially true for millennials, for Gen Xers, for people in that, in that age range where in the, they're in the prime of their working and earning years. And Okay, so the CBS poll says that 76% of Americans say their income is not keeping up with inflation. No, absolutely. Inflation no is out kidding. of control. Well, we were just reading headlines about uh, Kevin from Home Alone, his grocery list since mm -hmm. the 90s increasing by 250%. I've been watching videos about touch lamp technology on YouTube because I'm a nerd. A lamp released in the 1980s for $30, equivalent to about $300 of spending power today. Inflation wildly out of control. This is Weimar Republic level chicanery. So yes, of course, your dollar is being stretched thinner than ever. Whenever you go to the grocery store, it's hard to do a trip for less than $100. And that grocery cart is not very full, even when you're you're buying the cheap stuff, the mm -hmm. off-brand stuff. Yep. Okay. So next, I, this next segment, it, it's brought to you by the people who can't prioritize or do two things at once. Listen to Biden's budget director. Her name is Shalanda Young, and she's saying how the Democrat Party is trying to change the demogra de, the demographics of this country by securing votes through amnesty. The one thing I do take issue with is Americans want their national security taken care of. We agree with that. Mm -hmm. What happens if Putin marches through Ukraine? Mm -hmm. What's next? Wait, what? Mm -hmm. NATO countries. Mm -hmm. right. Our sons and daughters are at risk of being a part of a larger conflict. And it's not just Putin. Other dictators watching what Congress is doing. Right. Uh, what, is, what signal does that send? So our national security is also influenced with not providing Ukraine. But you're Okay, so she can't understand why people want Congress to secure our border before sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. And it's all tied together. Yeah, why can she only understand border conflicts in Eastern Europe and not on our and, own and home not turf? Here, right? So if, if we're going to have this high inflation and we're going to be spending more on everything, can we at least make sure that our country is secure before we send all of that money elsewhere, which is the cause of all of this inflation? And that's why Republicans are trying to tie border funding to the latest Ukrainian bill. Like, it's only fair at this point. If you're going to take care of their national security and their border, then let's take care of ours, too. It is 17 minutes after 9. You're listening to The Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. <laughs> there are places I remember. 22 oh minutes after life. 9. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Ethan Hatcher is in for Rob today. And Kev coming in with some fantastic bump music. Mm -hmm. Let's revel in the Beatles while Rob is away. Let's yeah, Rob, enjoy good music. Rob would hate this, but right. now we, we have the uh, go ahead to No, I Beatles. will vibe with your selection, Kev. Mm -hmm. that, that's you. great stuff. I'm putting a ban on any Harry Chapin while he's gone. 
Okay. Yeah, I might have to slip in some cats in the cradle yeah. here because I actually I love that song. That's a great. That's a classic. Yeah. It is. It is a classic song. But don't we don't we have that enough when he's here? Yeah, I guess we well, gotta also let it we have a enough in the bit. news that makes us cry. Why are you gonna play cats in the cradle? It's so sad. Yeah, it's an emotional overload for everyone. <laughs> yes. uh, it is twenty three minutes after nine. Let's talk about uh, Keith Potts. He's Who? A di- exactly. Exactly. Well, that's the hot take, isn't it? So uh, this is a Democrat, and he announced that he was ending his bid for U.S. Senate. Well, let's clarify, Mm -hmm. Casey, because a Democrat from where... Uh, f- from Indiana. From here. <laughs> okay. And nobody knows. <laughs> exactly. That's how uncompetitive Democrats in this state are. I mean, he dropped out before anybody could even get any name recognition. And in fairness, mm-hmm. we understand that for the most part, electorally in this state, the Democratic Party is dead. They have been effectively gerrymandered out of most congressional districts, uh, and, you know, and representation here in the state because of how the lines have been drawn. Whoever succeeds the nomination uh, replacing Mike Braun is almost guaranteed to win. It's a very uncompetitive state. Well, and let's keep in mind that the Republicans have also figured out how to game the system because when somebody uh, wins an election, they quit before their term is over and then uh, Mm -hmm. someone gets appointed in so they don't even have to run a campaign. That was something that uh, Rob and I were talking about on uh, my weekend show, Saturday Night on the Circle, which Mm -hmm. you should tune in, by the way, Mm -hmm. every week from uh, 7 to 9 on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we were talking about John Rust's victory Victory, yeah. um, at the court courthouse. His ability to actually run his campaign. Uh-huh. And yeah. about how at every level, Republicans have gamed the system. Like, oh, you have to participate in the last two primary elections unless the county chair gives you permission. Like, y- you know, you have to have the insider's approval. What kind of crock is that? Yeah, well, um, you know, he, he won that case. However, Todd Rokita said that he's going to appeal that. And we'll get into more of what's going on with Todd Rokita later this morning. Because oh, my. There was more news about him yesterday. Uh, But this uh, Keith Potts, he said that he's going to end his run for Senate to pursue new professional opportunities. And in November, he he did post a warning that he may not have the signatures in time for January. So I'm thinking maybe he saw the writing on the wall and decided that this isn't going to work. And rather than lose, he's just going to drop out completely. And unlike Todd Young, they certainly would not give him a pass for being just a couple signatures shy mm-hmm. of the requirement. Mm-hmm. He uh, he did he did post uh, something out on X. He said the last six months have been an honor and I'm looking forward to new things coming in 24. Cheers y'all onward. And Okay. Uh, <laughs> More power to him. Best Good of for him. Best of luck right. to you. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> what's going on with this baseball player. You said this is not your your Cup wheelhouse. Of tea. No, I do not follow the sports get ball. Although I do understand sports that Japan follows baseball much more reverently even than America these days. I mean, it is it was the American pastime, but you know the Japanese are much more competitive in that sport. So tell me about this character, Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is his name. He's a hitter and a pitcher, and he just secured a jaw-dropping contract, a deal, $700 million. It's a 10-year deal, and he will be one of the 
highest paid yes. professional sports ball people ever. He'll be up there with Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, and also Patrick Mahomes. Now, he did defer uh, $68 million of his $70 million annual salary, uh, which means he's going to receive $2 million annually, with the rest coming in 2034, Otani requested this to give his team's payroll a little bit of flexibility. Uh, but somebody, Rob Kendall, brought up this point <laughs> that it appears that that could be a manipulation of the luxury tax threshold. Interesting. Worth it? $700 million? No, absolutely. Even though I don't understand sports, I will say this points to the magic of capitalism that we have created value Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. of watching people run around and hit a ball. Not only one ball, but several balls across different sports to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. Not only do we have a sports industry, we have an entertainment industry that, again, churns out tens of millions of dollars worth of value. And it's incredible that, you know, out of that... Many people are able to be employed. Many mm-hmm. people are able to build fantastic homes and take care of their families. And this is this is a win. Even though I don't understand it and I don't have to participate in it, again, that's the great part of the free market. You don't have to. You're not required to. Yep. So uh, the reason the Dodgers make that sort of commitment, well, he's probably working it. If he's marketed Absolutely. right, he'll be uh, a globally iconic player, more so the new than Babe he Ruth. is already. Exactly, more so than he is already. Yeah. It's 28 minutes after nine with the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. And we've got Kurt Darling, who's going to join us next with the news. Good morning. It is 933. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Rob is on vacation. Ethan Hatcher is in the studio. Good morning, Ethan. Good morning. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Uh, did you see the latest polls out of Iowa? I did. Let's talk polls. Polls, polls. It says Donald Trump has expanded his lead in Iowa just five weeks until the first Republican presidential nominating contest. He's now on 51% of the first choice vote. This is according to NBC News and the Des Moines Register. I mean, that tracks. Uh, so much of the fourth Republican debate was absolutely disastrous, and Trump does seem to be the overall winner by choosing not to participate, as much as it pains me to say that. <sighs> It, I mean, it makes sense that he's doing well at this mm-hmm. point. I, mm-hmm. I think he will secure in all likely, in all apparent likelihood, he will secure the Republican primary nomination. The poll also says that he's uh, enjoying more enthusiasm and commitment from his supporters than his rivals do. So not only does he have a lead, yeah. but they make him feel good, too. And so Donald Trump is sitting at 61%, followed by Ron DeSantis, and then Nikki Haley, and then Vivek, and then Chris Christie. <laughs> Interesting. Asa, <laughs> Asa Hutchinson still showing up in this poll. That guy dropped out, and he's still showing up in the poll. That's bizarre. Yeah, that's that's interesting. <laughs> but he's also falling behind Chris Christie, so obviously not doing that well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we've got uh, Trump as the first choice, and then DeSantis, and then Nikki Haley. But I was told that Nikki Haley was surging in Iowa. That that's apparently the establishment would like for her to be surging uh-huh. and are trying to you know speak it that into existence, but it's not going to happen. She doesn't have any traction. She's alienating voters every time she elucidates what her policy positions would be. 
Uh, there's supposed to be another uh, debate coming up in Iowa and New Hampshire, and Nikki Haley has now come out and said that she doesn't know if she'll participate. Oh, so it's taking a cue from Trump. Is that an indication that she maybe thinks things aren't going well for her? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a show of strength, uh, you know, again, you know, taking a cue from Trump's book. I don't think it's going to play the same way. It rarely does when when other candidates try to emulate his strategy. So the poll also said that uh, people are still open to other candidates, though. If, if they're not completely locked in on Trump, they're still considering. I think there's a chance for DeSantis, and I, I think it's good that he's coming up, you know, in second. He is the alternative he, the, the the alternative choice. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. He'd be my pick out out of the out of the current lot. Let's talk about what's going on with uh, Jack Smith, that special counsel. Uh, yesterday, he asked the Supreme Court to decide whether Donald Trump has immunity from criminal prosecution for alleged crimes that he committed while he was in office. Now, this is the first time that the Supreme Court's going to weigh in on this. And they're giving Donald Trump until December 20th to file a response. But the Supreme Court, they said um, that they will expedite consideration of Smith's petition. Sure. Make no mistake. This is complete interference by Jack Smith. But he's also rolling the dice a bit. It's a gutsy move. Yeah. Because if he loses at the Supreme Court, if the Supreme Court sides with Trump, it's over for him gutsy high risk move one you normally don't see lawyers take they normally tend to be a little bit more conservative sure is is it weird that in this case i hope the court sides with jack smith if only because i don't think it would be healthy for the the state of the republic for the supreme court to grant blanket immunities for for future presidents to potentially interfere mm-hmm. with the election like i would much rather trump be found innocent of those charges than grant blanket immunity for democrats in the future to potentially overturn the legal votes in republican states with outcomes they don't approve of so you're saying that it would set a scary precedent. Absolutely. Yeah. And well, if the Supreme Court does take up the case, it's uh, they're going to skip any appeals as well. Right. I mean, we're just leapfrogging right to the next step to the heart of the issue. I mean, so yeah. it, it is an incredibly gutsy ask from, you know, Jack Smith. Well, I think that if, if SCOTUS agrees with Trump and Jack Smith loses this, Donald Trump will undoubtedly win not only the nomination, but also the presidency. Yeah, no, no, I think that's a safe bet. I mean, it's it's already incredibly, like, all but certain, unless something wildly unpredictable happens between now and the primary elections, that Trump is going to at least secure the Republican nomination. And according to the polls, there is a darn good chance that he will win the presidency. Mm-hmm. Certainly, if the, the, the Supreme Court sides with him, I, I, I think that would be a good indicator of the overall country's zeitgeist on this issue. And that Democrats will have far overplayed their hand. Jack Smith trying to go around the appeals court. I mean, it's evident that they fear Trump. They're scared of him. So is this Why a, else would they be doing this? Right. So is this an indication that counselor Jack Smith feels his case is weak? That there isn't enough evidence to prove that Donald Trump is guilty of these alleged crimes? Mhm. Yeah. Well, I mean, at one point, think about this. At one point, Donald Trump was yesterday's news. Nobody was really talking about him, and they weren't really taking his candidacy very seriously. And then the raid, and then all of the indictments come down, and all of a sudden, oh, 
Donald Trump is a thing again. And if Jack Smith loses this with the Supreme Court, they have libs have no one to blame but themselves. Absolutely. No, they, you, you said it exactly right. Democrats will have nobody to blame but themselves for this outcome because of the attention and free earned media they've given Donald Trump by gaming the legal system and and stacking multiple cases against him. You know, this is clearly partisan political interference mm-hmm. in the, the election process. Clearly interference. Uh, make no mistake. There's no other way to say it, really. 20 minutes in front of 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC except that's Ethan Hatcher. Um, let's do a little Biden time, shall we? Let's here, do it. Here we go with your president being <laughs> ridiculous. He claims that Ronald Reagan sent Air Force One, uh, the helicopter, to take him to the hospital when he had a brain aneurysm back in the 80s. I had a cranial aneurysm. I wasn't, it was in the middle of a snowstorm. Not a joke. I couldn't figure out how they were gonna, for President Reagan was nice enough to send Air Force uh, uh, helicopter one take me down but it couldn't fly mm-hmm. okay so his story is not supported by either his autobiography or by reagan's daily presidential why life does he keep doing diary. this telling the same stories well not only telling the same stories but telling stories that are patently false or manufacturing elements of his life like there are cameras there's documentation he's been front and center for you know since the 1970s, since mm-hmm. the mid 70s. Mm-hmm. So these are all documented instances and why Biden continues to lie about it is just, I don't know what he gains here. It's, what is he gaining by telling this story? He's like your grandpa who keeps telling the same stories over and over again. And you're like, we've heard this one before. Yeah. And we know you you exaggerated then. You're still exaggerating now. It's like George Costanza. If you believe it, it's not a lie. All right. Well, here's another one. Here's another story from President Walnut. This time it's the fire story. It also saved my home and my wife's life. When I was away, it was the last day on that uh, the most famous guy doing Meet the Press uh, in Washington, D.C., and I was doing the program. And uh, mm-hmm. what happened was uh, there was a lightning struck a little pond behind my house, hit a wire, came up through the basement of my home and three stories, and the smoke literally ended up being that thick, literally that thick. You've seen it. You guys have seen it. I wasn't there, and my wife was there, and my my dog and my cat <laughs> and my 67 Corvette. Mm-hmm. Um, but all kidding aside, they saved my wife, got her out, saved my home. He even said I wasn't there, yet he keeps retelling they, the same story as an eyewitness. Okay, he was speaking to firefighters in Philadelphia. This is This is one of his favorites. He's told variations of this same story about... 10 times since he's been in office. And according to the 2004 uh, report, it was a small fire. It was contained in the kitchen and it was under control in 20 minutes. So he's he's exaggerating Mm -hmm. or entirely manufacturing these elements of his life to create that, you know, alleged folksy charm that Biden possesses. It's all just a front. The alleged folksy charm. That's it. Right. I mean, that's that's how the media would describe him, you know, as everybody, you know, the 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 country's grandpa, you know, he's he's charming, you know, he's this you know lovable old man, and it's it's all a lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a, you know liar's gonna lie though, right? Right. <laughs> that's what he did. It is nine forty three with the Kendall and Casey show on ninety three WIBC. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning, 947 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Ethan Hatcher is in for Rob today. Do you do a lot of Googling? Who doesn't do a lot of Googling? It's the premier search engine of the world. Do you use Google or is it yes. Bing or yeah, something no, else? No, I pretty much use the Google machine. It's yeah. it's my default uh, home browser page. Mm-hmm. Um, takes me to wherever I need to go pretty much. So Google knows everything <laughs> about me, and I'm, I, I guess I'm just comfortable with that fact. That's something my daughter said when she was very young about Google. She must have been like seven or eight years old. Her dad was asking her, do you know what Google is? And she said it takes, where, takes you where you need to go. Have you ever... Uh, It's been a while since I've done this, but you can look up Mm -hmm. where you've been. What? Yes. You can actually search where Google has tracked you, like if you have a Google Maps device, and then follow exactly what trips you've taken, what streets you've taken, with, I think, the frequency, like the more frequently traveled routes are darker color, so it's color graded. It's really creepy what Google knows about you. Now, is this only if you search for something while you're at that location? No, if it, just if you use the app, because of course it tracks your your positioning if you have those permissions enabled, and evidently I do. Oh, you've got to change your privacy <laughs> setting right now. <laughs> Nobody needs to know that information. Yeah, the the, the 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 amount. Well, but the reality is, every time you interact with the internet and you give your identifying information, if you make a purchase, that that, that stuff mm-hmm. is tracked. Mm-hmm. That you know they already know so much about you. Have you done the uh, iOS up? Date on your phone. I mean, I do them every time they release. What do you mean? And now, have you switched your privacy settings off? Because now, if you're standing next to somebody with an iPhone and you haven't switched it off, your contacts will be shared without you even oh, knowing. Oh, lovely. Yeah. That's a great feature. I'm glad they introduced you didn't, that. You didn't no. know that, No, huh? I didn't know that. All right. When we get into the top of the hour news, I'll show you how to turn that off, Ethan. Please do. You're giving all of your information away without even knowing it. The internet's fun, isn't it? I had no idea that Google was tracking my location, although my privacy settings have been off for a long time. Well, apparently they're tracking a lot of other stuff, too, including what people are searching for this This year. This is true. They uh, have released their 23 year in search. So we're nearing the end of the year. And of course, all of the lists are coming out. And uh, Google has come out with the top things that people have been searching and, and tracking them at the same time, apparently. But I thought it might be interesting to go through this list. And it's almost like a walk down memory lane, isn't it? Uh, The number one thing that people have been looking up on Google throughout the past year is war in Israel and Gaza. And it also goes along with what is Hamas, what is happening in Israel, why did Hamas attack? And uh, this year they also put in the queries of what is and why to anything that what is Hamas, why Hamas, you know, those count. Um, Also, and you might remember this one, big story, the Titan submersible. Yeah, I do remember. That was incredible. Yeah, that... uh, It ended in tragedy. That was Yes, that uh, voyage that uh, imploded the wreckage near the Titanic and prompted that massive search. Would you take a submersible trip like that to the Titanic if given the opportunity? Absolutely not. Really? No. 
See, I, I still believe in the overall safety and efficacy of the submersible because they have a much better track record of safety than even your airplanes. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, you're going to find way more airplanes at the bottom of the ocean than you will find submarines at the top of the sky. Uh, what is your your interest level is to what? Go down to the bottom of the ocean and see the Titanic? Yeah. Or the Marianas Trench. Have you not seen the movie some... The Ti- Titanic? I mean, you can just watch it from the comfort of your home oh, on Casey. your couch. Casey, you know see. I'm a collector of antiques and antiquity. It's so it's a vastly different experience uh-huh. when you look at something like on your phone versus being able to go and see it in person. That's like, oh, well, you can just see the pyramids, Ethan. Mm-hmm. You can look at a picture of the pyramids of Giza. It's not like, but I've also walked inside the pyramids of Giza, and I promise you that was a much more enriching experience than mm-hmm. looking at you know them in a photo album. Yeah, but there's a danger level there. Yeah, a year. There's a danger level in me traveling to the radio station downtown. There's a danger <laughs> level in me living on the east side of Indianapolis. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> okay, but it's not like you're going to collect anything while you're down there. And you can't even touch it. Well, you're still you seeing they it. They brought up a lot of crap from uh, from the Titanic. And yeah, if you're given, still I'd seeing it through sca- a window, a yeah. little tiny window at that. You, you'd still do I'd, it. I'd do it. Okay, I'll pass. Some <laughs> more things that showed up on Google's annual year in search. Uh, Damar Hamlin. You remember the football player? No. I, who had the cardiac arrest K- Casey, during the NFL been game? This. I don't follow the sports football. You're going to have to hold my hand through this stuff. Okay. Um, well, he was a football player, had cardiac arrest during a football game. Okay. It kind of paused a I, lot I remember of something about that. Okay. Uh, he was highly searched. Also, uh, Matthew Perry from Friends. Oh, that Friends. was sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they ever determine his cause of death? You know, I haven't heard anything, but Jennifer Aniston did just come out yesterday and said that he was happy in his life. A lot of people thought maybe he he had turned back to drugs, Uh, but she's saying, no, he, that wasn't it. He was at a good point in his life. So he he wasn't using. That's good. Yeah. Barbenheimer is another thing that a lot of people were searching. The Barbie and Oppenheimer movie. Did you, did you do that? Did you do the double feature? What about you, Kev? I did do that. I did it backwards though. I didn't, I didn't see there, either one. You didn't see either of them? Kev. They're both out on uh, Amazon Prime right now. Yeah, I wanted to see Oppenheimer, but mm-hmm. the uh, Barbie movie I didn't really have much interest in. What, what do you mean backwards? Because I don't think there was an approved order. It's just well, do the double to feature. you see Barbie and then Oppenheimer, which is why it was called Barbenheimer. I saw Oppenheimer okay. and then Barbie. Oh, I didn't know there was an order. Um, I saw Oppenheimer, but I did not see Barbie. I... I you, too, but I just, you passed yeah, on I that. Out. Uh, both of those movies were nominated for Golden Globe Awards. We'll get to that in just a second. Let me get a few more things uh, on this Google search list. Jeremy Renner, he suffered a near fatal yeah. accident at the beginning of the year. Uh, Andrew Tate, somebody else who's showing up a lot in people's search. Travis Kelsey, believe it or not. Not with Taylor Swift, just Travis on his own. And finally, uh, Jason Aldean's song, Try That in a Small Town. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a big hit this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the Barbenheimer, both Barbie and Oppenheimer, up for Golden Globe nominees. They came out with a full list yesterday. And do 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 you care? 
Does this mean anything to you? Um, I mean, I, I think, yes, it, it does mean something because I think uh, what, what both of those movies indicated is people's thirst for new a new direction in Hollywood, like mm-hmm. creativity. Instead of this like reliance on franchises and sequels and teasing out the same idea that's been done a thousand times before, you know, you got a biopic and then for the first time a feature Barbie film, which, mm-hmm. you know, might not be everybody's cup of tea, but based on the box office response, I think people are thirsting for originality. I I thought that visually both of those movies were spectacular. They were really good. Um, the sound design mm-hmm. of Oppenheimer mm-hmm. was breathtaking, especially yeah. with that Dolby surround in the cinema. It's yeah. something that you can't, even with like a really high-end uh, surround system at home, you're going to have to be spending thousands of dollars. So you're just not likely to experience that in a home theater versus you know the, the movie. Okay, so uh, Barbie and Ken, they may be on the stage at the Golden Globes, but they don't know who's going to host it. They have asked Chris Rock if he would host it, and he declined. Right now, nobody wants to host this show. They need to ask uh, Ricky Gervais. He's always spicy when he hosts (laughs) an award ceremony. He is spicy, that's for sure. (laughs) Good morning. It is 956. That's Ethan Hatcher filling in for Rob Kendall. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.